Okay, we back with our special guest. Uh, we got a, a, a very funny dude, um, Saints beat writer, one of the best uh, tweeters on Twitter, <laughs> um, a good friend of the show, um, Nick Underhill. What's up, Nick? I'm not going to talk too much shit here, but like getting this thing started was like watching Trevor Ariza shoot tonight. So I'm just glad we shot through <laughs> it and we're finally we're finally up and going. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, bullshit. It's mostly their fault. <laughs> nah, nah. We got to talk that up to Skype tonight. <laughs> nah, I don't blame Dale. <laughs> this man trying always trying to off me. It's all good. How you doing tonight, Nick? Yeah, I'm I'm doing good. How you guys doing? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm straight. I wanted Rockets to win, but they failed me so. Had to drink in some sorrows. That was ugly. I just, I feel like, you know, I'm not like a like a great athlete or anything, but I feel like in a real NBA game, if I took 25 straight three pointers, I, I might be able to hit one. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, and then the people that were shooting were were shooters. So <laughs> that's the funny part. True. That that. I mean, like I said, you live by the three, you die by the three, so. Yeah, that's true. Tonight proved it because they had no kind of inside game except Harden, but they couldn't shoot threes. Okay, so we're going to get into um, Nick. Nick, um, what was your first um, beat writing job? What, what, What was the first team you started writing for? All right, well, yeah, I grew up in Pennsylvania. Like, I started out writing about, like, cross-country skiing and all the garbage that nobody else wanted to cover (laughs) at the paper. Wow, that's crazy. I thought you were from here. I didn't know that. No, no, Pennsylvania. And, uh, like, my my first real job was covering uh, double-A baseball, which is terrible. I'm not not a baseball guy, but, like, you know, you kind of got to do what you got to do. And, uh, well, I was working there. I was doing that while I was going to college. And, uh... I found out this newspaper in Massachusetts that uh, covered the Red Sox. They needed someone like just just part time, just for spring training, to go down to uh, Florida and cover the Red Sox. So I lied to these dudes and told them I was going to be down there, and I was like, "Hey, I'll do this," and they're like, "Cool." So I flew myself down there, lost thousands of dollars staying on a hotel flight, all that stuff, just to kind of like get an opportunity. And uh, when I came back, I came back to Pennsylvania, still going to school. And, like, they gave me the opportunity to write about the Patriots. They just wanted me to, like, blog from from my house, you know, some analysis, stuff like that. And I took that opportunity. I started driving out to Foxborough every week, eight hours one way to cover games. 
And like eventually, yeah. eventually they moved me out there. I actually dropped out of college because they offered me the job covering the Patriots. So I did that for uh, four years, and then and then I came down here. Uh, I know a lot of Saints fans hate Ian Rappaport, but if you uh, like the stuff I do, you can thank him because he he got me the job down here. So that's why I'm here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's my guy. So so don't don't put that slander on my timeline. <laughs> well, shout out to Rap Sheet then. Shout out to Rap Sheet. I'm not shouting him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we man. wouldn't be we wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for Rap Sheet. We wouldn't have Nick That's on true. the on the show. That's true. We can't we can't have Nick leave either. So, oh, don't start that. I like it here, man. I mean, it's cool. It seems like you know. I, you guys, you know, the people that read my stuff, I, I interact with on Twitter. I mean, that's kind of like one of the best parts of the job. And you guys give me a lot of love. And it, it would be hard for me to ever leave here, I think. So you've yeah, been here. So you've been here since what, 2014? Yeah, 2014. Uh, the, the seven and nine era. That might have been my fault. Maybe I was a bad luck. I don't know. But <laughs> they're back now. So Man. it could be that, or it could be the. I know you always clowning when people say the uh, the Greenbrier was bad luck. I mean, that's like the dumbest take ever, though. Like. Just because, okay, okay, the the average, I've, I've looked this up because I've been having this argument for four years now, but, like, the average temperature in West Virginia is the same as it is in Foxborough. The Patriots go to the Super Bowl every year. So, like, miss me with all the, you know, they're getting soft. It's it's too cold. They, they need to, you know, you don't need to practice in 100-degree heat to be good. Like, it's just they got good <laughs> last year because they drafted the two rookies of the year. It wasn't because training camp got hard. So, I mean, it's come with a better opinion. I think it's just kind of reaching, having people being superstitious. Yeah, I mean, not having real cornerbacks or defensive ends is is the real reason, and they finally got some of those guys. So, <laughs> <laughs> having somebody other than Ingram run the ball, you know, that also helps. Yeah, I think it's the Greenbrier. <laughs> <laughs> we go ride. We go ride with the Greenbrier for now, Nick. Oh man. <laughs> No, nah, I mean, I, I don't think it was just, oh, that's just blaming it on that. But look at the Texans. They went to the Green Briar this year, and look what happened. I mean, that, that wasn't because Deshaun Watson tore his ACL? Cursed. It's, exactly. It's cursed, Nick. It's bad luck to go. Oh, my bad. My bad. I didn't, I didn't realize it took like a month into the season for the curse to catch up. My bad. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, they got the voodoo down here. I'm new. Maybe I just don't understand all, all, the, all the curses and stuff work. But, you know, I, I think it's it's probably just because their quarterback got hurt. Yeah, you could say that, but I'm gonna just say it was a curse. <laughs> <laughs> we going with the we going with the green buyer. We ride or dine with that. Hey, look, nobody's happier they're out of there than me. I'd have to go up there stay for a month. There's like three restaurants in the whole town. The house we rented, the shower was outside. I had to shower outside. It, it was awful. So damn, vacation though, right? <laughs> oh man, it was it was awful. The train tracks right behind the house. Train running all night. Yeah. Oh, Good Lord. <laughs> Worst experience of my life. So I'm, I'm very – I'd much rather stand in, in the 100 degrees than, than do that ever again. That's definitely a plus. <laughs> <laughs> so we gonna, uh, we going to get into the draft. I know this draft wasn't – well, you can't never say that it ain't the best draft because we don't know the outcome yet. But what was your take on the draft, Nick? I think they uh, plug some holes. I, I think I, li- I like the move for Davenport. I know that 
you know, it's the first time anybody's ever made a move like that up for for a pass rusher. Most of the trades historically have been for uh, quarterbacks and then a couple of wide receivers, Julio Jones being one. But, like, look, just because, like, nobody's ever traded up for a corner or a pass rusher, that doesn't mean it's a, it's a bad deal. If somebody would have traded up for Darrell Revis, you know, and it costs two first-round picks, I don't think anybody would be complaining about that. Same thing for, you know, J.J. Watt or anybody else that was in the, you know, 10 to 15 range that, that have turned out to be good players. So it's really on him. I mean, if he turns out to be a good player, it's a good trade. If he doesn't, it's a bad trade. And I know that's not, you know, the most insightful thing in the world to say. But, I mean, that, that's just going to kind of be how it looks. And you look at this team, not making a move for a pass rusher is far more risky than, than actually making that trade. You know, if they go another year with a Paul Kruger-type player, say Alex Okafor's Achilles isn't all the way back, then what do they do with that position? And if they remain a good team, they're going to be drafting, you know, 25 or lower every year moving forward, and they're never going to plug that hole. So they had to do something to plug it. So I like the theory of it. It's just we'll kind of have to see what happens in in time. Yeah, I'm, I was mad. You were mad? <laughs> He's still mad. Why are you mad? I, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was going to get Lamar Jackson. And I was like, okay, never mind. Then, but it's just that we picked a dude. You know how Saints fans are. Especially there's a name we don't know. Everybody pissed. I mean, you were mad and about I was a, you were mad about Treadwell too, though. So I mean, I'm gonna take this with a with a grain of salt. <laughs> Talk nah, about don't it. Do don't, don't do that. I, I don't. I, I don't recall. <laughs> he was on. Tra- he was on Treadwell. Treadwell. I, I, I remember that. Oh, he was the leader no, of it. No, no, no. I don't remember. <laughs> I mean. I wouldn't have been surprised if you pulled off your shirt and had a Treadwell jersey on after that after that playoff game. Like it was it was that deep, man. Let's let's not try to revise history here. Now I was hurt that game. I wouldn't I wouldn't even know no thinking about those goddamn Treadwell. I was <laughs> I was too busy to tears in my eyes. I was. <laughs> I didn't even want to talk about it. I still don't want to talk about it. <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Now, but I, I wasn't mad at the draft after like. You know, you get a couple of days after. You get to really just settle in. And I'm like, I ain't too bad. Because we needed to get somebody on the other side. So, you know, you can't be mad at us trying, at least trying to make something happen on that side to give Cam some help. So, Yeah, it's just been too long, you know. And they got everything else on the defense. And, like, you kind of start looking out a few years. And, like, they don't have a lot of immediate holes over the next few years. You look at their free agents, who, who's going to be leaving or who might be up and possibly leaving. And there aren't a lot of spots where, like, the positional value is super high. Like, you know, cornerback, defensive end, uh, quarterback. Those are kind of the spots that, like, you got to be in that top half of the draft if you want to if you want to be able to select an impact player. You know, like, most of their tight ends are up. If one of those guys leave, you, you can get a tight end in the second round or a wide receiver if they need one, which I doubt they will because they're, they're kind of deep there now. But, you know, their offensive line is pretty set. But if you need an offensive lineman, like, you can probably get one in the second round. So pretty much any position that they got to fill over, you know, next year or the year after, you know, the, it, it isn't going to take a whole lot. So the, the timing on, on making this aggressive move, if it does work out, I mean, it, it lines up. So. The thought behind it's good. It's just, did they get the right player? Does he develop? You know, that, that's that's the stuff we got to see. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, I was kind of like Cole. I was I was kind of upset by the pick. Um, 
but at the same time, like you said, like we have Cam and we kind of really didn't have much. I mean, we have rankings, but you know, you never really know. But it never it never hurts to add, you know, another piece on your D line, especially especially as Saints fans know, we've had a lot of pass rushing troubles, you know, in the past few years. Um but I mean, like you said, it, it is true. Like if if he if he hits, he hits, and if he doesn't, he doesn't. So I mean, I I I'm not I'm I'm pretty optimistic on it, in my opinion. Um I mean I kinda had I didn't hear his name until, you know, recently before the draft. So I, I knew who he kinda was, but you know, I didn't of course I didn't see the Saints going up to get him, but um I mean I, I just pray he, he develops. Uh I mean he has the, the size, he he kinda seems to have the skills from from what I've seen at his film at UTSA. So I mean, you know, like how Nick said, I I think in the long term it it should work out hopefully because like he said, we have I mean we have Marshawn, we have Marcus Williams, we have Cam, you know, we just signed DeMario and we have rankings already so you know I, I like that they they trying to build the defense you know it's not like we went for a wide receiver or a tight end I, I think we reached but we didn't reach kind of out of this world reach in my opinion I mean that, that's just how that position is like the guy you're gonna get at 14 15 16 you know like say it's a tight end like a tight end that's a tight end at, at the end of the first round but like Defensive ends are, are so rare in the position values. So much, it's probably right behind quarterback. You know, quarterbacks, if if you're a decent quarterback, you're probably going top five to 10. Whereas, like, a player that's similar as a wide receiver is going to go at the bottom of the, the first round. First, right. You know, so you got you got to be aggressive. Like, you, you just aren't going to get that guy that's, that's a difference maker. And, you know, Mickey Loomis, you know, he, he often talks about how there's maybe – one or two sure things at pass rusher every draft and then everybody else kind of gets lucky on, on those mid-round guys but if you want a guy that looks like you know somewhat of a sure thing you got to make the move and I don't know if I would classify him as a sure thing but he has all the traits and like you said the, the stuff on his film is very good it's just he's a raw guy but you know they got Ryan Nielsen last year the defensive line coach he was at uh North Carolina State and I guess the silver lining here is that all four of his uh defensive lineman got drafted this year so the guy must know what he's doing and you kind of saw it last year like David Onyemata got better as the year progressed and that's probably a result of coaching and if he can have a similar effect on Davenport I mean they could they could have a really good player all the traits are there yeah I I even think Cam Cam got Cam developed very quickly in my opinion I mean, having that secondary probably helped him a lot too. It's a little bit easier to get to uh, right. the quarterback when you don't you don't got to be there in two seconds. You can maybe take two and a half, three, and you know that that little that little tick. I mean, the year before twenty sixteen, you had a ton of quarterback hits, but the sacks weren't there. And you saw, you know, the difference between a hit and a sack is that couple tenths of a second. He got that, and you know, I, I think I think that was huge for him. And I think their secondary really really can be elite. You know, Marcus Williams, his season ended. <laughs> as bad as it can end but I mean before that he he was he was right there behind Lattimore and Kamara you know in that he was probably a top 10 rookie last year and hopefully that doesn't get forgotten because of that that poor moment but 
I mean, he's if he bounces back mentally, and it seems like he will, it seems like he's handling that well. I mean, he's that that secondary could be really, really good. This episode of Bearded Brothers is sponsored by Velvet Noir. I know everybody getting them summer bodies ready. Don't forget about your summer beards. Don't be out here on vacation with them dry-ass beards. Go to velvetnoirbc.com and use the code BEARDBROTHERS for 20% off your order. That's velvetnoirbc.com. Use the code BEARDBROTHERS for 20% off your order. So now we're going to discuss um, OTAs. and you know, it just started. It was a week? Yeah, it started last week. Okay, so I'm um, like... I've never been to a Saints practice before, so like I, I know it'd be hot out there. I mean, it's it's, a little, it's a little hot. It's a little hot. I mean, it rained last week. They were inside, so that was good. But you know, it's still better than them being in West Virginia. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Man, is it hot out there? I've been to two Saints training camps, and I was about to, I was about to pass out. It's funny because they be selling like beer, like oh, right, no. right, right where you sit. <laughs> my first, uh, my first one down here was bad. Coming from the north, I, I'd never experienced heat like that. But I mean, I've, I've gotten used to it. But man, that first year, like the first few days, I, I almost, I almost fell out a couple times. Like it's, it's crazy. <laughs> y'all got to wear sunscreen too. So I mean, like, I, I was out there feeling like dizzy, and it, it was, it was brutal, man. Yeah, you gotta get that water, man. Stay hydrated, like the players. Get that that SPF 200 sunscreen. She <laughs> <laughs> gonna be out there. You gonna get home? You gonna be red as fuck. <laughs> oh man. So uh, how how the um, the rookies looking? That's how I'm worrying about. Yeah, so far, I mean, it's, we've seen we've seen two practices. The first one, what was rookie minicamp, and. Some of the guys, you know, they looked okay there. JT Barrett looked pretty good. Traquan Smith, the wide receiver they took, looked looked pretty good. Saw some some stuff from Davenport too. It's hard to it's hard to tell anything on the line because nobody's in pads and you you can't really tell like what's real, what's not. Like, is the defensive end winning because the tackle gave up first? Like, you just you just don't know. So it's kind of more of a, a focus on you know the skill positions. And that that rookie camp though, I mean. The thing to remember about that is that there's the guys they signed, the the nine or ten undrafted guys, and then and then the players they drafted. And then it's a bunch of dudes that are probably never ever going to play in the NFL. Like they had a five foot eight cornerback out there, and you know Barrett completing a pass on that guy isn't all that impressive. But he did look good in that practice. He looked sharp. Accuracy was on point. Then at the OTA, you know you saw Barrett come back to earth a little bit. Cameron Moore, the the one rookie they took. Uh, who actually was playing safety. They said they took him as a corner, but he was playing safety. He intercepted him. And, uh, you know, I thought Davenport looked okay in that practice too. Like his, his first step stands out. It's, it's explosive. He, he gets off the line pretty quick. Trey Kwan kept doing some decent things, but you know, it, it's still kind of early. The guy that stood out to me the most in that OTA, and I'm not trying to start the hype machine, but I, I thought Taysom Hill, their backup quarterback had a lot of really good moments. Uh, very, very athletic player. You know, and that's not a surprise. He played special teams and was making plays on special teams. So, you know, to see him get out and run and do some stuff like that isn't really a surprise. But he looked good throwing the ball. He can throw on the move. He had a deep pass down the uh, sideline to one of the UDFAs. They they signed Eldridge Massington from UCLA. So, I mean, those are kind of the, the main things that stood out. But it, it's so early. And every year they have these OTAs. And, you know, a guy like Taysom Hill – you know that that's been with the team for a year knows the playbook knows all the calls 
every year there's a player like that that we end up overhyping. You know, last year it was uh, man, I can't think of his name. The, the one wide receiver, uh, Corey Fuller. You know, he, he was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, <laughs> he got all. He got all the hype, and it was just you know he he knew the playbook probably better than the other guys that have had come in and, and only had a couple practices under their belt, and then. Oh, man, who was the other the receiver from New Hampshire? I can't think of his name right now, but he, he was another one the year before. And it's there's kind of that guy every year. And then so so we'll kind of see like is Taysom Hill really that good right now, or is it just a matter of everybody else needs to catch up? And we'll get that factor fiction probably a little bit more in, in training camp. But you know that that's the thing that kind of sucks about covering these because like I'll say somebody looks good, and then it's like I go on Saints Report and there's like a thread about like you know this guy being. <laughs> on his way to Canton going into the Hall of Fame. And it's just like, well, he had a good practice in, in May. It's really not a big deal. <laughs> That's funny. I like, um, I think, I think um, that running back from uh, LA Tech is going to get Tommy Lee out of here, especially for the return and stuff like that. Yeah, he looked good. He's another one who looked good. Uh, you know, again, the, the, like on carries, it's hard to tell because nobody's really hitting like or, the hole's really there, like, but like he looked good getting out of there, uh, catching passes and everything, and I, I think he might be pretty good. His his college tape is crazy too. He averaged like three point five yards per per after contact per carry, which is a really high number. You know the, the level of competition has to be taken into account, but I, I think he might do some things. I think it's gonna be weird with um I know because he's he might be kind of a scat back guy, nah, kind of the same as Camara, no, no, nah, no, nah, he, he's more of like a. You know he's little. He's he's like the same stature as Sproles, but like he's he can run between the tackles. Kind of say we might need somebody to um to to take that role on for the first four games. Yeah, him or uh, I think Jonathan Williams, and then they got Trey Edmonds too, who who did some. Yes, they got Trey Edmonds. Yeah, Trey I like Edmonds. Trey was Edmonds. Nice last year. He was good on special teams too. What that was uh was that the uh Tampa Bay game? Oh, that Bills oh, no. game, I think. Yeah, Bills game, yeah. yeah. That was the yeah, that was had, the Bills he game. He had ran a long one back. Yep, yep. I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest on the Ingram thing. Like, it's it's a big deal, but I don't think it's a huge deal. You know, you look at those games who they're playing. I probably would have predicted three and one right now for those first four, and with or without Ingram, I, I think that record stays the same. I think it hurts you a little bit. You know, he's he's good in pass protection and, and some other things. You you can maybe disguise what you're trying to do a little bit better. But like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm kind of excited to see what Kamara can do with you know Ingram averaged 14 carries per game last year. Kamara was at seven. You know, if they let him get those 14, I'm kind of excited to see what he can do with them. And then on top of that, Ingram's in a contract year. So if this is a, a opportunity to kind of see, you know, hey, can Kamara like take on those carries, still be effective, and how does that change? So you, you kind of got to find that out, and it's it's a good excuse to to kind of see what he can do carrying a little bit more of the load. And I, I think we have more help on the outside as far as route receivers too to kind of help that um, get that load off Kamara because we didn't have all we had basically Mike Thomas last year. And we had Ginn, mm-hmm. but I don't think it was, you know what I'm saying? People don't really worry about Ginn. You just put somebody over the top. But um, I think that will help free up Kamara when you got a young rookie coming in. You got uh, Meredith. Hopefully he's healthy coming back. And Mike and Ginn, that would be a good good relief off of Kamara and, and, um, and Drew. 
Yeah, that, that's a good point, too. If they got to go back to throwing the ball a little bit more than, than they did last year, they, they definitely should have the weapons. I, Meredith was running at the OTA, so it looks like he's he's ahead of schedule a little bit coming back from that knee yeah, injury. That, that surprised me. Yeah, me too. He looked good, too, moving around. He didn't do any team stuff, but, I mean, I, I think if he's healthy, he, he can be he can be really good. Uh, I think Traquan Smith can do some things. They definitely got a much better receiving core, and that, that'll help, too, with you know the tight end situation. I, I think Ben Watson – He'll be solid, probably. I mean, he, he was solid when he was here before, but, you know, if they got to be a little bit more wide receiver-oriented in the passing game, they, they definitely got the guys to do it. And then plus we could put Kamara out there wide out, yep. too. That's another benefit. Um, but looking at the schedule, I would, yeah, I, I would say, I mean, just, yeah, those first four games, I would say we, we would go 3-1, and one, even without Ingram. Say, I, I already have Ingram back for that for that um, October November stretch anyway. Right. That's a couple of tough games back to back to back like that. Yeah that that uh that week eight week eight stretch to um to that week week thirteen that's that's a tough tough run we got right there. Yeah, it gets real hard in the middle. Yeah, Pause. Vikings, Rams, Eagles, Falcons, and Cowboys all in that in, in those few weeks. So maybe it keeps them fresh. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's that's a silver lining. I hope we don't go get fat like Zeke did. <laughs> <laughs> or like Eddie Lacy. Oh, man. Right? He already, he, you know what I'm saying, like a, like a little round. So he already looked you know, look like you, low-key. Yeah, I kind of like you, bro. <laughs> if I had some muscle, if I had a little muscle, I'd probably be, I'd probably be better than Ingram if I had a little muscle. I shouldn't have said that. Now nah, boosted your head up. <laughs> <laughs> he be wait, uh, he, he be in uh, Florida, I think, eating 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 up shit. I hope he but but it kind of like he's still working out though, and he's like he still be training. So yeah, I, I definitely think he he take he takes his job seriously. So he's not gonna be out there bullshitting. I don't think I so. Even. I don't think so either. But it, it's kind of crazy that he's not around right now, and it sounds like he's holding out for a new contract. And it's just, I, I don't see how that works. Like you're suspended. The point of holding out's like, yeah, yeah. point of holding out's to like scare a team into like, you know, oh, this guy might not be ready for the start of the season. We better get him under contract. It's like they already know he's not going to be there for the start of the season. So I don't know what he's trying to accomplish. What he has two years. He has two years left. No, he's a free agent after this year. Oh wow! I didn't even really realize that. And I thought like if he made the um, first team, he was going to avoid his contract, right? If he would have had to make the uh, the Pro Bowl, the yeah. twenty sixteen or the last two seasons, and then I would avoid. He, he didn't make it two years ago, so but so he would have been a free agent this year if he had if he had done that, but he didn't. So this is the last year. But I don't understand how you hold out and you suspend it. Right. <laughs> Like, at least be at camp. I mean, um, OTAs or something. I mean, he he he'd probably come to training camp though, right? I, he'll probably be there for for mandatory minutes. This is this is voluntary, but it's not really voluntary. But he'll probably be there for for mandatory mini camp. If not, I mean, that that's when it kind of starts to become a bigger deal because they can start finding him and and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he could still play in the preseason, right? Yeah, he can play in the preseason. Oh, okay. So he's he's at least gonna be with the team for the. You know, for a good part of the summer, going into the season, just gonna miss them four games. Yeah, yeah. 
But it's kind of tricky, too, because like, you don't want to take reps away from the guys that's going to be there for the first four games. Yeah, that's the challenge. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think Kamara could do it, man. I, I, I really do. Yeah, I think so too. I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately excited to see what he does in those four games. Because that was like, you know, the thing last year. Every every week he do all this, you know, amazing stuff, and it's just like, man, I, w- I wish he got, you know, some more carries. And yeah, now he will. I mean, carries, touches, period. I mean, with that Bucks game, he ran a kickoff back. Right. I mean, why, like, why would they been having back there? Bonus right. injuries, and you don't want to weigh him down. Yeah, that was kind of like one of the the turning points too. Like late in the season, it was just. Their return game was terrible until they put him back there, and that, that was the instant like, fix. Just get the ball in his hands. Yeah. That's, 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 that's all I want to do. Just get the ball in his hands. That's it. Good passing, running, kickoff, punt. Because <laughs> I think, well, we had Tommy Lee back yeah. there last year. Yeah. We had everybody back there. Gian, yeah. Sneed. I mean, they had the game where they tried to hide Tommy Lee in the uh, black paint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to toss yeah. it. <laughs> Wasn't that that's the Atlanta a, game? Oh, I'm tripping. That's how bad the return game was. It was a home game. I know that. Yeah, it was, I, I was working. I was working that game. I can't remember what game. It was definitely a home game, though. That's how I bad it was. <laughs> Trick plays on the kick return. Man. We haven't had a good returner since... I want to say, well, Sproles, obviously. And I know y'all remember yeah. the court, the Courtney Roby days. We had good chances Michael Lewis. Yeah, they definitely haven't had one since since I've been down here. Yeah. And all bad. <laughs> but special teams have been bad, period, though. So mm-hmm. yep. you can't just put it on a return. I mean, kick coverage. Morstead more more has been our saving grace. Lutz looks like he's he's pretty good, too. But yeah, Lutz. Yeah, Lutz came on real good. I mean, it, it was kind of rocky at first. Yeah, once he settled in, though, it was it was fine. Yeah, and I think and it's crazy because like every punt like return is holding on somebody. <laughs> every one, I be like, man, who is holding? Nah, man, it's blocking usually the back. Be, usually be P, PJ, be PJ, PJ doing that shit. Anybody, it just every every punt return we get blocking the back holding. You like, nah, you know it's coming though. I have a, I have a question for you, Nick. Also, I know a lot of people kidding me was um, a Ken Crowley hater, but I think he, <laughs> he he improved a lot this year, man, from his rookie year. And um, my my thing with him was he didn't look for the ball when his ball was in the air. Man, he did that seemed, a lot. Yeah, but it seemed like now he he's more comfortable. Um, then Sean didn't really start him in the beginning of the year. I don't know why he thought Harris was better at. That shit was awful. <laughs> that shit was so bad, son. <laughs> but um, but I think he improved. But people still be talking about they don't like him. But I'm kind of growing into, you know, what I'm saying liking them, and, and, and I say give him a chance to keep that number two spot. What you think, Nick? Yeah, I think that that was the thing with him at Colorado too. Like he, he had a good amount of passes defense. And he didn't get drafted. And I think one of the reasons was that ball recognition, and that was an issue, like you said, his rookie year. That Giants game when he gave up the uh, the winning touchdown. I mean that that was mm-hmm. he he should have had his he should have had that ball and he he gave it up. So, yep. But like you said, yeah, they, I don't know why they didn't start him. And then you know PJ Williams missing a meeting when they were over in England, which trash, which cleared which cleared <laughs> the way for him to start. I mean that if that hadn't happened, that that might have been you know 
might not have seen Crowley as early in the year as you yes, did. Yes. Thank you, PJ. But then once once he got in there, like you said, he 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 played great. The ball recognition came around. You know, I I think he's a he's a very good number two cornerback. But you know, he he's kind of the type of guy like you got him and you're fine with him the whole season. But I I think every year you're like, well, if if they could get a better corner, maybe they could. You know, but. With him there, it's not a problem. I I think he's very good. It's just, you know, I think a lot of people want, like, what the Jags have with Bouye and Ramsey. You got two number one corners. Everybody can have that. Right. Everybody can have that, though. That's not going to happen. So, I mean, people are going to bag on any corner that gives up catches. But, you know, I I I think he's very good. I I think he's a good player, especially for the money. They aren't paying him anything. So, I mean, I'm fine with him. And then he's still young. So, right. It's not like he can't get better. I mean, you know, you obviously don't know, but like last year, obviously he, he made a big improvement. He's our, you know, he obviously did have a lot of them calls where for pass interference where he just didn't turn his head. But I don't know. I think if you could get some coaching, and then obviously he's playing with Marshawn. I, I just kind of think Marshawn is gonna rub off on him in some kind of way. Yeah, I think he's going to keep getting better. That's it's just technique stuff with him. It's not it's not physical. It's you know just some some mental awareness and, and technique. And it, it kept getting better last year, and it should it should continue to get better. Their, their secondary coach Aaron Glenn is really really good. So you know just another year with him. I, I think I think he will keep improving, and I'm I'm excited to see what he does this year because I, I thought I thought he was really good last year. He was one of the reasons that that defense was what it was. Exactly. If, and I don't think he he has the speed because he he's there on every play. It's yeah, just that he's there. He's got to make the play. Right. Like he he'd be there. Like he'd be up with the right receiver. He keeps up with him. I mean, you get everybody get lost once in a point and once in a time. But he'd be there. Like every every time that the ball thrown his way, he'd be in in play to to make a play. So he just got to trust himself, I guess, and not be so grabby or he'd be hesitating sometimes. Uh, I don't know if he's just second guessing himself, but he did play a lot, lot better last year, man. And I, I think I think it'd be better for us to just keep um, P. Rob in the slot, yeah, and I, just let let Crawley work the outside. I think that's the plan, and I, I think you know a lot of people remember P. Rob being a certain way when he was here, but he's he's a he's a really good player now. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he was horrible. Boy, he was horrible. P. Rod was so trash. I used to, I used to, I used to curse out P. Rod every game, weekly, every game. I mean, I used to dread. I used to be mad when the defense had to come on the field because I did not want to see P. Rod on the field. (laughs) Look, if if he if he is who he was with with San Diego and uh, Philadelphia, I mean, he's one of the better slot corners in the league. It's just, is he still that guy? Like, is he going to be that guy again? If he is, that secondary is going to be nasty. Especially with it, especially if uh, two first come on the, out, the other outside and you got some pass rush, and, and, and man, it's gonna be. It, I think it's gonna be good, man. Yeah, our, our defense looks pretty good for the next few years, man. Especially if Davenport give us something, um, and uh, Demario give us something. We we definitely set because. I mean, we know full well how bad it is to have, like, a shitty secondary. So if just <laughs> those three corners do something and, you know, our front seven could develop right, we're going to be really good, man, especially on defense because 
that's been our shitty Achilles heel for so long. Yeah, the potential's there for sure. Do you think do you think um Coleman gonna start or the rookie gonna start? Uh safety? Yeah. No. Receiver. Kirk, oh, are we talking Kirk Coleman? Coleman. Kirk Coleman. I think <laughs> I forgot Brandon Coleman not here no more. <laughs> no, he's he's back too. He's on he's the team too. Yeah. Oh, we got him? I forgot. Sign back. Flipping. But uh safety okay. safety Coleman, I, I think he him and Von Bell will probably compete for, for snaps. Coleman might have the inside edge, but I, I think it, I think it's going to be a, a battle between those two. I don't I don't think Von Bell's guaranteed anything by any means. Forgetting about Bell. What's that? I'll be forgetting about um, Bell. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I I think that's going to be a good competition there between those two guys. And then we have Marlette as the other corner. Yeah, he's uh, in there. And that they, yeah. they drafted Jamerson too. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be a decent battle there at cornerback too. Some guys yeah, that, that battle going to be nice. It's yeah. going to be nice. I I hope PJ and um and um a Ghost Boy out of here. <laughs> ghost Boy. We'll see. Who's Ghost Who's Ghost Boy again? Devonta. <laughs> Lord, he was so horrible. My God. Man, that Vikings game was so bad. It's crazy that it was the same team. <laughs> it was awful. Lord. I don't even want to I don't want to revisit that. Those first two weeks, I, I can't like after those first two weeks, it was like, man, how's this team gonna win a game? Like and then the turnaround was so crazy and so fast. Yeah. I really didn't give up the first two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I actually wrote, I wrote an article like apologizing for, cause like the whole summer I was like, man, this like, I was writing like the defense is going to be good. They really look like they're turning around. Like it's going to be different. And then those first two weeks, like I wrote an article, like apologizing for how wrong I was. <laughs> and then week three, it was like, Oh, okay. Like they're, they're, they're actually good. Yeah. That shit was awful. I, th- I think it was just settling down and, Lot of it, young was, guys. it was the Vikings and it was the Patriots. So right. yeah. then we had AP, then we couldn't really, you know what I'm saying, see what we had in, in um Camara the first two weeks because we were trying to please everybody. Yeah. Yeah, because you look back, look at how good the Vikings and the Patriots turned out to be. That's the Patriots every year, but then the Vikings and they lost a running back too, so Right. Yeah, they lost Cook. So they could be better. So Nick, I see you be uh talking about um talking to the the other fans about the the kneeling situation and the reason why they are kneeling. Um, did you think the NF what the NFL did was right, or did you think it was necessary, or was it just all out wrong on on um on the NFL? What you think? I got to be careful how I wear this, so. I mean, the the, fir- the the first thing I'll say is, is is the optics of it are a little bad. I mean, okay, so the NFL's given some money to you know some of the, the 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 causes these guys kneeling have, and that's cool. That's cool. They want to do more. That's fine. But like, don't do that, and then immediately on the heels of it, and let's let's just say what it is. Like they outlawed the the protests. They don't want anybody protesting. Don't act like it, you know, they didn't consult with the NFLPA. People make this these comments like, well, all the NBA guys 
you know, that everybody has to stand. Nobody, you know, it, it's mandated. Yeah, but the difference between the NFL and the NBA is, is like something happens and, you know, the, the NBA players will be out there. Everybody's, you know, allowed to wear, you know, T-shirts. You know, I can't breathe. Uh, the guy that there was something in Sacramento, players for mm-hmm. both teams, you know, before the game, they're out in T-shirts. They're raising awareness. The guy in Milwaukee has an incident and the Bucks put out a strong statement in, in support of him right away. You don't see that same stuff happening in the NFL. Yeah. There's a genuine... There's a genuine effort. The NBA, you know, they, they, it, you know, it, it seems like they really care about about the issue. So, I, I think the NFL handled this this poorly. And then the other thing too, like the thing that bothered me, the Saints kneeled, had a few guys kneel once during the season, and then it was the whole team before the anthem. And I go to the Superdome and I'd hear people booing them, and it's like, if this is if this is about the flag. If this is about the troops, if it's about the anthem, all that stuff, why are you booing when it's not happening during the anthem? What are you actually booing? So, because you know why, you, we we know why they they, they mad, but yeah, yeah, because they because I, I was working a game, and um, and uh, I remember hearing the fans booing, and it was before, it was before the the anthem had even started. Right. And um and I was kind of that was so like you said that was so weird. I'm like, okay, they cuz I I I think Cam Cam had said something about it like they were going to um you know do the, do their protests kind of quote unquote respectfully so you know it wouldn't upset some fans, but when they did it before the anthem it was still a problem. Right. The the thing the thing I I'd love to know, you know, like when Kaepernick did it, what if he would have just, you know, after the game, they asked him what his reason is. What if he said, you know, I'm kneeling until we stop euthanizing animals in shelters? Would people be booing him for kneeling during the anthem then? Is it, is it really about the anthem or is it, right. or is it what he's kneeling it's, for? That, that's so crazy. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. You know, that's, it's, it's so crazy. I think that. I think there's some people that, you know, hey, if the anthem means that much to you and it upsets you and that's that's your genuine reason, fine. But like it's everybody I, I just don't I don't know. I the whole thing is weird to me. And, <laughs> yeah, and my thing is why would they make it about the anthem if not about the anthem? <sighs> Every player that that's talked about it and this is the argument I have over and over and it, like it, it drives me nuts like Every player that has talked about it has said, hey, this isn't about the anthem. It's not about the troops. And then, you know, every, oh, well, they're protesting the anthem. No, they are not protesting the anthem. Nobody is protesting the anthem. You know, nobody's out here, you know, F America, blah, blah, blah. No. Exactly. And that, that's my thing. Like, they keep saying, oh, it's about the anthem. It's about the troops. But the first thing he said when he came out, he said, he said I love the troops. Right. He, he consulted and- with the Green Beret. Exactly with, with the with the guy, and he told him it'd be better not sitting down. It'd be better to kneel, right? And not and not sit like sit down on the bench or whatever. But so like I said, they want to they want to keep making it as a, a, a anti-American thing when it's really not. It's anti-police brutality and and you know what I'm saying and, and, and systematic oppression and all the stuff like that. So I mean, yeah, social wanna, in, social injustice yeah, and all. They want to keep making making about. The, the anthem it is not that's what makes me mad like just say you don't care about what they're kneeling for 
don't try to dismiss it with something else to make it about something else. I just I, I just don't like the, the, the way the, the league handled this either. And it, it, you know, the thing is, is like some of these guys, these guys are still kneeling. Like I think Kenny still is somebody in Miami that that has been kneeling the whole time. Like you know, just recently at the end of the year, you know, they, they met with the police, they talked. You know, started to see eye to eye that there was some, you know, a conversation, a dialogue started it. And then, you know, that, now he's up, you know, and the numbers were, were it, it wasn't a massive amount of people. It's just even just from a PR standpoint, doing it is is it's just not smart. It's just such a bad look for the league. And who are they trying to appease? Like, I just don't I don't get it. I mean, my thing is they should have. Met with the players first. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, come on with a with a with a with a collective agreement of something instead of just being on their own and just saying this going this what is going to be just the final answer. Like, I, I don't like that. They had this little coalition and they were meeting with the players and like they've donated a, a decent amount of money, but like it just at this point it, it looks like you know that that was just cover for for this policy that they put in place and. It's just the motives and everything, it, it, it doesn't look good, you know. Like I said, if they were doing it like the NBA and they were really about the causes and really about trying to make change, and it was like, hey, you know, just stand, we'll, we'll work with you guys, we'll get all this stuff done, you know, and, and it was real, then that's one thing, but it, it's, it just doesn't, it doesn't feel real. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very true. The, the only caveat to it also, it's just you would the people like like you said like they would have to kind of come to an agreement, but it's kind of like at the same time, why do y'all have to come to an agreement to care about right. what the players want to do? You it know shouldn't be saying? an effort. It shouldn't be an effort. Right. It should just be a natural kind of human thing. Like, okay, well, I you know I like what y'all are supporting. I agree with you know with certain people in this country go through is is wrong i want to support which all are backing you know it's not it shouldn't be like okay well i'll support what y'all doing as long as y'all stop doing this you know what i'm saying i agree yeah i'm about to get mad all over again (laughs) (laughs) yo we have another special giveaway on the podcast this week uh courtesy of our sponsor velvet noir they have a new product coming out called Vibranium. Gonna make your beard shine. Looks like that Rihanna body lava stuff that, that she made. So we're gonna just call it beard lava. Um, we're, gonna, we're gonna give away a full kit with the Vibranium oil, the balm, the comb, the whole nine. I mean, um, I can't wait to get my, my order of it. Um, even though my beard ain't grow back yet, but it's on the way. But uh, what we're going to do is, we're going to have, you must be following the Bearded Brothers page and the Velvet Noir on Twitter or Instagram. Um, for the Instagram listeners, under this, under this week's post on the uh, Bearded Brothers page, comment Summer Beard Season for a chance to win. Um, on Twitter, you must shout, shout out Summer Beard Season hashtag and Bearded Brothers podcast hashtag to be in the running for the um, vibranium beard set um ladies you can enter it too uh for your father it may be a good father's day gift or for your old man or for your side nigga so get in that drawing get in there remember hashtag summer beard season 
Bearded Brothers Podcast. IG uh, listeners, comment summer beard season under the post for this week. And we'll put you in the drawing for that new vibranium. We're going to go into something under the light. I know, I know you're a, you a big music fan, big rap fan, Nick. I don't really like the people you listen to. <laughs> but um, what's, what's, what's um, some of the rappers you, you like? I know you talked about Nas a lot. Yeah, that's my guy. That's my, that's, that's, that's my, my number one guy. Man, Nick Real. Uh, I'll, what? I'll just go through the top ten. I'll give you my top ten. We, we can go from top there. Top ten? Okay, your top ten is better. I mean, the, the top five are probably everybody's top five. Nas, Jay, Big. I got I to gotta throw Pac in there. I came up there in that time. Uh, I put Andre, number five. Then six, I go Kendrick. Seven, Ghostface. I'll, I'll give you guys Wayne at eight. AZ, I don't know if you guys know AZ. AZ would be nine for me. And then I, I got Pusha at ten. Pusha, what? He got slaughtered. Yeah, I got Pusha. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you slaughter somebody? Come on, man. Like, we're talking about a lyrical ba- battle, right? This It's about lyrics. Who has better lyrics? Like, the one of the very first lines in the song, Drake says he, he gets help on his verses. So, like, to me, he's null and void from a lyrical battle right there. Like, what are we judging? How is he better than anybody if he's saying they, he doesn't write? They move the like, goalposts. I mean, cause because I see when, when every time Drake beefing with somebody, because he has the he has the fan power. That's over, it, right? over the next person, so he's gonna win automatically because more people are gonna side with him just because he have the more fans. And I don't like either one of them, but I don't like Drake either. But I mean, it was it was. I mean, I, I think it's good for rap. Yeah. I, the thing about Drake, like, but I don't even know how you diss Drake, cause like. I mean, look, the, the, the Meek song was trash. Like, let's be honest, the Meek came out of him terribly. That, that should have been much better. But, like, he put out reference tracks with this dude, Quentin Miller, like, writing his songs, rapping them, giving them the flow, the melody, everything. And Drake just nobody went in cared. there. And nobody cares. And I, that's why Meek lost. Meek probably thought he didn't have to do anything. He could just hop on there and talk about his rolly again. Mm-hmm. And that was it. And he thought the reference tracks, he's looking at rap like it's, you know, 2002 where – you know, if you got exposed as a as a fake drug dealer, fake anything, like that was it. You were done. Fans would leave you, and your career was basically over. And like he put this out, and just oh, who cares? Like I don't know how you how you beat Drake. Like he's soft. He knows he's soft. You can't embarrass him. <laughs> you can't. You you can't go at somebody that don't care. It, like his fans don't care. Like it's just it's like, fine. His fans don't care. The other rappers don't care nowadays. Everybody on friendly tip. Like everybody, yeah, everybody just want to be in his in his in his good good graces. So you can't really go at. I mean, push. I think Push is a better lyricist because he he actually writes. He actually live what he what he writes. I mean, used to live what he writes. But I, even this way I mean, he writes songs, it's the you know he's one of the few guys that still has like double entendres. His metaphors are on point. Like it's it's legitimate like crafted lyricism, and there's not a lot of guys still doing that. But like, you said you like you like Ghostface Killer. I like Ghostface Killer. Yeah, I got I got Ghostface up there. I mean, the man's got multiple classics. Yeah, Dev like Papoose. <laughs> you kiss my black ass. <laughs> he like he like Papoose. I do not listen to no damn Papoose. Hey, the, you were listening to uh, Monopoly and Law Library and all that stuff. <laughs> I don't even know who you're talking about. Oh, those were those were, those are his songs like back in like oh two oh three. There, there was a period of time where like it looked like Papoose was actually going to be like be something, yeah. but he could never. I remember. He, oh no, he never got I his mean, album. We all, out. Re- we all remember the the touchy. Remix with Buster. Yeah, that was kind of like, oh shit, Papoose might be nice, but 
No, I didn't keep up with Papu's co-talking that bullshit. <laughs> but the only New York rappers I like, I like, I like Jada Kiss. Yeah. And I like, uh, I like Styles P. Okay, so you like the locks? Yeah, I do. I do. You like, uh, you no. like Currency Nick? Uh, he's all right. I mean, there's some, there's some songs, but I mean, I, I can't say like I'm, I'm deep into his catalog or anything like that. And get you out of here. <laughs> might, we might have to we might have to throw you some currency music then to put you on. All right, it's too much, man. Like, where do you even start? He's got he's got a new album like every two months. Yeah, he got one coming out uh, tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, of course he, he does. Got some, he got some classic. <laughs> he got some classic tapes though. He had the uh, the song with Kendrick and uh, Quali. That's like it's, it's yeah, you know what, man? That's that was out a while ago too. Yeah, I know I know what song you're talking about. He have a song on um, Big Boy New Project too. I like. Oh, for real? I, I gotta boy, check that out. Big Boy from um, Outkast. Yeah. Yeah, he have a song on there. I like that one. I can't even say I check for Big Boy anymore. I should, but. <laughs> nah, cause I went listen just 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 cause there's something like if somebody like an older rapper drops something, I'm gonna go check it out just to just to check it out, just see how they sound. You know what I'm saying with the new sounds and stuff. So who do you listen to? They gotta, they gotta, they gotta have pink dreads or like, what's the deal? Let's let's get cold. Let's get cold lists out the way. A top ten? I don't have a top ten. I don't think. Well, my top ten is probably be all Louisiana rappers. Cause I ain't really no like no 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 New York rap fan or no boom bap fan. Boom bap. <laughs> boom bap. That's oh, so man. old. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh. So who are the guys, man? Give give me a few names. Like I said, all my rappers will probably be from Louisiana. If I do ten, um, I don't know. One, I'm gonna have to go juvenile. Oh, juvie over that's, one. All right. I mean, because that's because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds. I'm gonna go. Because I'm, I'm explaining it in a minute. I'm explaining it. Then I would have to go Soldier Slim after that. Okay. I'm going to have to go. I'm a, So we're doing an all-time top 10, right? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to have to go do it. I'm going to have to go Soldier Slim. Oh, man. I'm going to have to put Wayne in number three. The reason because Wayne is number three and not number one because Wayne is different from Tunchi. After 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 Wayne, yeah, it kind of Tunchi kind of threw me off the off the loop. And yeah. this, I this mean, whole, every, everything after No Ceilings, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I see. For me, everything in No Ceilings after Carter Two, we all went downhill. Like Carter Three was my stopping point. Okay. I was just like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. Um, you ain't like no ceilings? No ceilings? Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. Uh, I ain't like Carter 3, but I like no ceilings. Okay. I could, but, uh, yeah. Definitely after no ceilings, though. That's like, that was like the drop off. Yeah. So I'm, a, that's why he kind of fell off. Like, I don't know if Juve fell off, but he's not really like active as Wayne kept trying to be active. Right. In it, yeah. So it's like he kept trying. It just wasn't working. So. Number four, 
mm, I gotta keep a Louisiana. I'm gonna have to go. I gotta go BG just because. <laughs> man, cause Shop, them old Shop the City. Man, them old them old Cat Power Boys albums and shit, man. That, that that I was raised on. So, I, lyrically to me, I, back in the day, I couldn't. I thought nobody could fuck with Juvie or, or BG. So that was just like. Okay, man, let's was, let's not get crazy. That's what I thought, man. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's me, because, like, that's what I was raised on, so. And I never really listened to New York rap, but I listened to a lot of um, Jada Kiss. I'm going to put Jada Kiss at number five. Okay. I listen to a lot of Jada Kiss, man. Especially, my, man uh, my man has barely heard any any Hove albums, Nick. I'm trying to, Are you I'm serious? Trying to work on them. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I went to the numbers to Jay-Z like that, man. And number 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 six, number six is gonna be a weird one, but I'm gonna have to say uh, Ludacris. I was a big Ludacris fan. What? Man. I was a big Ludacris fan. Right, just... we, we definitely we definitely got to put you on on Jay Z if you got Ludacris nah. at your as your top six. I, man, Luda was Luda was cold, man. I just I just want to I just want to move on from this and get Debs list. I don't I don't even want to discuss this list. <laughs> I like Ludacris. I, mean, this, I like Ludacris, but he ain't better than Jay Z. I'd have Luda right. probably at like forty-five to fifty. <laughs> Damn! Nah, 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 nah. But just personal top ten. This is what we do it though. All right. Seven. I'm gonna have to put Jeezy on there. I gotta put it just because okay. I ain't gonna, right. just not lyricism, but music-wise. Yeah. One hundred one's a classic. One hundred one's a classic. Of course, and uh. uh the other one came to uh, Recession, the classic. Yeah. And he had some nice mixtapes, some nice Trapper Die tapes. The, uh, man, that, the boys that in Trapper the Dies were nice, man. Even that Boys in the Hood thing he did with uh, with Puff before yeah, before yeah, 101 yeah, came yeah, out was good. Exactly. Man, I had that Boys in the Hood album. That came out, like, right around Katrina, I think, or right after. I had that that first boy. What I think it was the only the only album they had. Yes. When I'm on numbers eight, nine, number eight, I'm gonna have to put currency on there just because uh, he's just so consistent, man. And I like I like my guy. He raps. He he really be talking some spending some free game, man. And I just gotta put him on put him on there, man. And then he represent for the city and shit like that. So and number nine. Number nine. Who I'm gonna put on number nine? I don't know. I'm gonna put somebody new on there. Don't say no be, bullshit. I gonna be mad. <laughs> you say some bullshit. The podcast is over. Nah, nah, nah. It's somebody old. I'm gonna put Kid Cudi on the list. All right. I'm gonna put, put Kid Cudi on the list. I don't know if you classify him as a rapper. How do? You- how do you feel about uh, How do you feel about the the album he has coming out with uh, Kanye? I think June eighth. I don't know, man. I might listen, man, just because Cuddy. Cause I don't yeah. really, I, I ain't really a Kanye fan. Everybody like Kanye. I, I know he on somebody, some people list, but I, I wasn't after the first couple albums. Yeah, I, I love Kanye, but then recently, last couple years, I, I kind of really fell off him since that Love Lockdown album. I was kind of like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I gotta put Cuddy. Uh, his last pro- couple projects, a, lo- a lot of people wouldn't like it. You have to be a Cuddy fan to like it. It was more like a rock. One of them was like a rock type 
album. Yeah, you like talking about uh, Indie Cut. Nah, yeah, Indie yeah. Cut. Nah, Indie Cut was really good. It's, it's another one. It's, um, it's a different one. They got like um. Yeah, it was like it was like it was like grunge rock. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, but I that like it. That shit was thing. horrible. No, 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 you, you wild. There's a couple songs on there that slap. I promise you. It's like, but you have to like Cuddy, because if you if you if you don't like it, you wouldn't. It's um, it's called um. Uh, Passion playing and, and Demon slaying that one. That one good. That one that was that was the latest one. The other one before that, the rock one was Speeding Bullet to Heaven. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, and, pa- the Passion Pain one, he, he's rapping. I, I thought it was, like, some no, of the stuff he's rapping about is, is crazy and, like, weird, but I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, Passion Pain is a, mostly, I, I say, mostly is a long album, but I think it's, like, three or four songs that not too good, but the rest of them are playable. I like a couple that's really, really good on, on that Passion Pain. Like, I say, you have to be a fan of his to really want to listen to that. Because that first, that, 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 Speeding with the hell, like, man, what the hell is them turning shit off immediately yeah. after the first two couple songs? But I said, let me give it a good listen, man. I listened through and it's it's, it's different. Put it like that. I couldn't get yeah, with you know that. Speeding bullet to heaven was was high garbage. <laughs> I think you had to be high to listen to it, and I don't smoke. <laughs> I don't smoke, so I had to I had to listen to it like ten times <laughs> to know what was going on. So. Um and number ten, do I, I? Yeah, I think I have one more left. Number ten, oh no man, I might, I might have to throw um maybe Rick Ross on there. I really like Rick Ross, man. I like Rick Ross. I like, but I mean he his first of all, I think he has like one flow, but other than that, his um his beats and his messages and like his his bars, man, he he's he's really good. That's my ten. It's a weird ten, but that's my ten. Ross has gotten a lot better as a rapper since like the Port of Miami days to now, too. Yeah, yeah. he re- he really developed him. That's true. What's your ten, Dev? Um, for one, I I'm gonna have um, for one, I'm gonna have Jay Z. Uh, this this is our all time list. Right. Whatever you yeah. want. Um, I'm a. Hmm. I'm a. I'm a put Kendrick number two. Oh wow. I'm gonna have Big number three. Um. Man, I'm after. I'm gonna put Wayne number four. Uh, five. Five, I said big number three, so I'm gonna have five. I, th- I think I'm gonna put wait four. I had a, <laughs> I forgot that. Oh, Slow. <laughs> you went, you went, Jay Kendrick, uh, big one. Yeah, yeah. so four. I'm gonna go <clears throat> um, four, four already, huh? You did Wayne at four, yeah, yeah. Uh, five, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna go with my dude Cole. Cole, Cole got me through my college years, man. I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to get off, get off this call. You, Cole, trash. <laughs> Wait, I ain't even done yet. How are you gonna um, call Cole trash, man? Like, there's, a, there's this guy on Twitter. I'm sure you guys know him, Jay Z, overrated. Like, 
I've I've never seen. Uh, I've seen. I saw one tweet. I saw one tweet. I saw the handle and I blocked him just because I knew we'd never see eye to eye. And you calling Cole trash? Like I'm feeling the same way right now. <laughs> so six, six. I'm gonna put uh, six. I'm gonna put Pac on there. Seven. I'm gonna have Nas. Eight. I'm gonna go with Juvie. Whoa, 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 whoa. Juvie number eight on your list? Come on, no. We got to cancel I this. mean, my, my six, six, seven, and eight is is, is kind of rough. It's, it's, a li- it's a little rough. I, I ain't going to say, like, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, six, seven, eight, that's that's it. I, I can move I can move them around, to be honest. No, nah, no, nah, you're good. You go, go ahead. Uh, nine, I'm going to go with Kanye. Trash. Um, man, chill out. <laughs> uh and uh ten man I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Um ten I'm gonna go with Andre. I'm gonna go with Andre three K. That's a respectable list. I can't say that about no, all th- not- I can't say that about all three of them, but okay, y'all I'll pick the obvious choices. But the obvious is that they obvious for a reason though. Yeah, you're right. But my list better, so it's okay. <laughs> how you? How do you think J Cole's trash? I know. I I, mean, I don't think he's trash. Uh, you, yeah, I, you're backing off these opinions real quick, man. <laughs> <laughs> you hear him, huh? I like Forest Hill Drive though. Okay. I like it. You never. You never. Twitter. You never Friday Night Lights. Never heard it. Let's see, bro, you got you got to you got you got to educate these bad takes, man, and then you want to have bad yeah, takes. Yeah, that's for Friday night. Friday night lights, damn this shit's on Forest Hill Drive. In that, my opinion, that might be the best thing he's ever done. Yeah, Friday night lights is definitely the best thing he's ever done. For real, for real. I go back and listen when I'm bored. Hey, I'm I'm t- we. If me and Nick are telling you, we ain't leading you the wrong way. We we tr- trying to steal you right. I'm just trying to help trust, you out. I don't trust none of y'all. I'm just trying to help you out. <laughs> that's like the same thing with Hove. Ah, uh, that's just this man. This man never. I don't even think Cole has heard the blueprint. You've never heard the blueprint. Nope. Have you heard Reasonable <laughs> Doubt? Nope. The Black Album. <laughs> nope. Did you hear watch the Did you hear watch the throne? Yeah, I heard that. Okay. Right. Did you, you hear, hear four, Did you hear 444? Nope. Cole's rap opinion should be null and void. It should it should. It should. Cuz I don't I don't I tell you I'm a homer. <laughs> the, I'm a homer. You tell you tell me a sort of slim or juvie album, I could go back and recite some words for you. Uh, this man stuck in Louisiana. Hey, my bad. <laughs> that's why I don't debate music. Hey, hey, that, that's real. We could talk about sports all day, though. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about sports either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who, who's your who's your NBA team these days, man? Uh, I think my I think my Warriors are gonna win. I see. No, just yeah. This is a bandwagon ass boy. Nah, I remember the words all year. <laughs> Nigga, we was at a Pelicans game together. What you talking about? <laughs> I support the home team too, Dad. What do you mean? 
All right. I ain't going to the Warriors game. We about to pull up them Celtics tweets right now. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're definitely right out now. there. They're definitely out there. The Bulls, too. He, he, he liked the Bulls for about a week, too. Oh, no, I know like the Bulls. I, I know like the Bulls. I've seen, I've seen Bulls tweets, man. <laughs> probably they, they probably playing the Cavs or something. Yeah, yeah he, he I a go against, definite. I go against oh, the Cavs. That's another thing. He a definite LeBron hater. He on Skip Bayless levels. Facts. That ain't nothing to be proud of. Why, why do you hate? Why do you hate LeBron? What'd you say? Why do you hate LeBron? I don't hate LeBron. I love LeBron off the court. He's a good guy. LeBron is a great guy off the court. He's a great role model. Faithful black man of uh, of Twitter. <laughs> You're on the court. I can't stand that fucking guy. Just I don't know. Maybe I just hate people that win so much. Like, so, so you so cheer for the like Warriors? Warriors you see what I'm saying? He ain't make no sense. Because they're his kryptonite. Uh, okay. You see what I'm saying? So, 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 put it like this: What if the Saints had played the Patriots? What? Let's say two out of three years. Uh, let's say three out of four years, and we lost to the Patriots. What that mean? That don't make no sense because I'm a Saints fan. So I'm a rock with the Saints. But you only, but you only a Warriors fan because they beat LeBron. No, I don't really, I don't really like basketball anyway. So it's like <laughs> I'm gonna go with the high hand. No. No. <laughs> man, you're an interesting dude, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I get that a lot. <laughs> you never heard of Jay Z album, and he a Warriors fan. You've 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 literally never heard of Jay Z album. I heard one of the albums, man. It sucked. That's probably turned me off. The one, the album when I when we first heard J Cole on. Oh, uh, uh, Blueprint Three. Yeah, I mean that, that, that wasn't even a bad album. It was okay. No, no, it wasn't that one. It was the next one, maybe. What was the no, next one after that? No, no it was. It was Blue, Holy it Grail. Was, was it Holy no, Grail? No. Oh, uh, Ma- Magna Carta. Yeah. No, Jake. Jake I think wasn't Cole on, on that one, one too. No, nah, he, he wasn't. Uh, uh-uh. he was on Blueprint Three. He was on uh, a Star Is Born. Yeah, that's that, that album trash. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of like that's not even. That's not even in, in Jay-Z's top five albums. Yeah, that's the first one I heard, and it sucked, and I didn't want to another one. <laughs> I mean, why would you say... But you, you started there, like, you got Reasonable Doubt, the Black Album, Blueprint. Like, you got you got three classics, and, like, you're like, you know, I'm going to start on, on the Blueprint 3. Because I, I, th- I, right. I think it had just came out, and that was the only thing that was, well, to Jay-Z. And then when I heard it, I was like, no, I'm good on Jay-Z. Boy, you were too young then. You were too young making them kind of decisions. It is what it is. I'm gonna I'm go back and listen. I don't think you will. Nah, I probably I won't. I'm gonna have to play some Jay Z when I get him in my car. That's that's all I'm gonna have to do. Yeah, you got you got to man. Help him out. I can't I can't believe you let your guy go this long. That's kind of on you. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't is. know. I didn't know he was this bad. Uh, you see, you see him out here struggling, and like you just, you just let him keep, keep struggling. <laughs> I didn't know he was this bad, Nick. I really didn't. I'm, di- uh, I'm disappointed in, in this whole show. <laughs> That's crazy, but, man. 
But on the uh, side topic, Nick, what you think about our Pelicans? How how you think? What you think the the I don't know. What you think the future holds? Let, let me flip this back. You think they should keep Boogie? Man, I, I I would, but for the right price. Like to be honest, for the right price, yes. If we, I mean, we already kind of hard up on money as it is. So, uh, and I kind of I saw something on the bird rights, and they said like even if we didn't resign Boogie. It's not like we were going to have a lot of money anyway. So um, I, I I would like to, to get him because I, I think if we would have had Boogie against the Warriors, we would have we would have definitely took him to seven, I think, just because just we were playing so good. Um, but I don't know. I really don't know because we – I mean, we swept the uh, Trailblazers without him, and we looked – like world beaters, so I I don't know. We'll, I don't know what, what y'all think. I mean, I think it's kind of like you said that their hands are kind of tied. Like it's not like they can make a similar move for like a wing player or something with the the money they got. So I mean, if if that's the best move they can make, I think I think they should probably keep them. But I mean, maybe maybe they could do a sign and trade if if they want to. I just I just thought the playoffs maybe. It's like you said, the, the first series, it was like, well, man, like, they might be a better team without them, but then against the Warriors, it's like, uh, they were kind of missing yeah. them. Yeah. But see, I think if we would have had, like, a better small forward shooting guard yeah. type guy, I think we would have been at least, we could at least took him to six because, you know, that was kind of what we were missing was, you know, somebody with length at least, like, right. like you know, like like Paul George, like, you know, that kind of play, for example. And, you know, we didn't we didn't have that. Like, we had Solomon Hill with his hurt-up knees, and he just, he's just not there athletically to keep up. I mean, just being real, like, if they had the choice between Boogie or, or Paul George, I'd, I'd probably go with Paul George. Definitely, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Uh, I think AD would just have to suck it up and play center. Yep. I say let's all just go be Warriors fans. <laughs> <laughs> you on your own with that one, buddy? Nah, I'm a I'm a Pelicans fan, though. No, for real. I'm a I'm a homer, so I'm a ride with the Pelicans. So whatever they do, I mean, that's fine with me. I, I was just hoping if they can't keep Boogie, get a sign and trade and get somebody. Yeah. Or a, a couple somebody's. Yeah. So just to, just to help out, just to help out, get some shooters in there, and um, and do something. I mean, but I think Boogie won a big contract, so I think he's out the picture with us, like a max, especially coming coming off injury. So yeah, that's scary. Yeah, he yeah he's. I'm not. I kind of hope he's being real, realistic with himself. It's like you can't really expect the team to want to you know, put a whole lot of money on you when you're coming off an injury like that. But, you know, I, I don't know. So I guess we could uh, wrap this up. It's getting late. I'm tired. I'm sleepy. I'm old. <laughs> you're, the young, you're, the, you're the youngest one on the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, um, I'm hoping, Nick, to get you back on, um, not uh, like right before the season start after camp. Um, just to talk about camp in the upcoming season and stuff, man. Hopefully, it won't be too much of a hazard. But I do thank you for coming on today. 
Yeah, I um, appreciate that. Man. Yeah, you didn't have to. Of course, you don't reach down to the peasants. <laughs> and, <laughs> Come on, um, it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? Shade some light on us. But, uh, man, we appreciate it, man. Uh, you got deaf. Yeah, uh, yeah, we, I, I appreciate it too, Nick, to be honest. You know, uh, we just kind of starting this off and just to get you on, you know, that's, that's cool. It's, you know, it's dope that you, you know, you agreed to do this for us. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate it too. Yeah, no problem. Just, just kept it checking. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> Podcast over then. <laughs> right, man, thanks. Episode seven with Nick Underhill. Thank you, Nick.